The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are loaded for bear for this show today. This show I want to talk about when kids are charged with pornography when they send a photograph of themselves or they're charged with sextortion when they send a photograph of themselves. More and more we are seeing a trend here where teenagers are uh, being charged all the way up to the Supreme Court in various states for literally making their own child pornography or sharing it with others. And I really want to get deep into that. This has been going on for quite some time, and I've been following it, but we're seeing more and more states go that way. Before I get too far into it, though, this show is brought to you by Million Kids. That's M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids, because more than one million kids are trafficked, human trafficked throughout the world. And so our organization does a a full gamut of services regarding that. We literally provide intervention out on the street with supporting the uh, law enforcement by doing an immediate aid program so they can transition into some sort of shelter. And uh, we'll do that. We, We do million kids, missing kids. We educate tens of thousands of kids and hundreds of thousands of parents. We literally have trained now more than 300,000 people. We serve at the Riverside County, that is California, Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. And we've had two cases this week I want to bring up so that I can share with you. Whenever I read about cases, all of these cases are always posted at Facebook on Million Kids. Just go to Facebook, type in and search Million Kids, hit like, and you'll get all of this. And uh, so whenever we have a case, we post it there. Now, this is not just to depress you. It is depressing. It is to teach you and share with you how we analyze what is happening and how we understand how the crime is changing. The headline for this one is, Pair Who Ran Sex Trafficking Operation Involving Teens Are Sentenced. Now, this is a town in, in Southern California called Hemet. It is in our county, so it is our Task Force's case, it had 14 female victims, 10 of which were under the age of 18. So literally 75% of their victims were minors. These were three guys, uh, Moore, Simpson, and Dolberry. Dolberry was determined to be mentally unfit for sentencing, and so he kind of gets off a bit. They make a plea deal. These guys are Morris is 25, Simpson is 19, and I'll have to see what Dolberry was here. And so he's 24. And what has happened out here is that they seduced in young kids. And normally in this case, they prey on foster kids, runaway, homeless, or pregnant kids. But they also prey on kids that are greatly at risk. Uh, parents with single households, parents who are absent, that kind of thing. 
And so what has happened is is that they uh, found this case because of a 15-year-old runaway girl. So there you go. She's at risk. She's ran away. One out of five, depending on whose numbers you believe, one out of five to one out of seven kids who run away will be a victim of sex trafficking in the first 48 hours. And in this case, she's 15, and she has an 18-year-old female friend, and they were caught performing a sex act on a 30-year-old motorist in a vehicle in San Jacinto. Now, what that tells me is these are streetwalkers. This is probably streetwalking prostitution. About 70 to 80% of streetwalking prostitution, that means working a blade or a track, uh, in something like that, about 70% of that activity take place takes place in a car. However, they were able to get the girls to talk and share, and they found out that this was really act, uh, taking place in a motel out on Florida Avenue. Imagine that if you know anything about Hemet. However, they do have a new chief of police. I really like the old one, but the new one's doing very, very well. Uh, And he is committed to cleaning this up, and our team is working with them. So part of our task force is the sheriff department working with a local police department, the Hemet Police Department. And uh, they went into this motel. They found Dolberry there. They took this case, and they were identified as sex trafficking victims. In in addition to the Hemet area, they were providing sexual services in Orange County and San Diego County, and they were arrested last August. Now, this show is coming to you in June. So what have I just told you here? First of all, it's a pretty good-sized ring, although it's not a gang or cartel that I can see. It is three thugs who are acting as pimps. They have 10 girls 14 girls, 10 of them under the age of 18. They're moving them around from county to county and having them do prostitution services, both in motels and out working the streets. And so that's basically what you have. What is important here is that it's taken nearly a year to be able to put this together, get it to court, get a plea deal. This is being taken by California State, not the feds. Uh, they accepted a plea deal, probably thinking that's the best they can get at this point to get them off the street and protect the girls and get the girls' services. But they also had to work with other counties because almost always are these involving a sex circuit, and that is very, very common. We have one more case I want to tell you about, and then I want to get deep in the sextortion subject. This is rescue of teen sex trafficking victim leads to three arrested charged in Ventura County, according to the sheriff. So weeks of investigation, again, these are not short-term deals. What I want to share with you is you think you see sex trafficking and somebody's in immediate danger, you call 911. But if you think no one's in immediate danger and you're seeing that, you can call 1-888-3737-888. One more time, 1-888-3737-888. In this case, uh, several weeks of an investigation left to, led to rescuing a 16-year-old girl. Uh, this was the arrest of somebody named Kirsten Joseph, 26, Jovante Bess, 23, and Alan Sherman, 29, 
according to the Ventura County Sheriff's Office. So for those of you that are overseas or across America, Ventura is probably at least 200 miles from Riverside, and they have a Riverside victim, This and I'm in the Riverside area. So what is happening is the law enforcement is all working together. This is very important to understand. This is why I don't encourage vigilante activity of private organizations. You may think you have a girl, you may think you're going in there to rescue, but what you may be doing is disrupting a large-scale ring where people are gathering up evidence, trying to find all the victims so that when they go in there, they can get all the perpetrators and all the victims, and you'll have a chain of evidence and be able to execute the rule of law. When a civilian interferes in one of these kinds of investigations, you can actually do damage to literally months, if not years, of work by law enforcement to make this happen. So rather than to go in and do it yourself, report it so that law enforcement can do something about it. Uh, What has happened here is there's a girl from Riverside. She's 16. And so the human trafficking investigators in Riverside County, that is the group that I work with, notified officials in Ventura County, about 200 miles to the west and north of us, that a Riverside girl was possibly being victimized by sex traffickers. They quickly narrowed down the juvenile's location in Newberry Park. That's uh, out north and west of L.A., Uh, But the team left Ventura County before they could track her down and traveled over to Bakersfield area, going to Madeira County, and then on to Fresno. She is being sold on a sex trafficking circuit, is what is being said here. She was found, and so they stayed right on it. Just because it's not their county, in their case, it's going to stat and get the statistics on it. They all worked together, and they kept tracking her until eventually they located her in Madeira County. They continued interviewing witnesses and serving search warrants in the investigation into who was responsible for victimizing the teen. She was picked up by law enforcement and taken into protective custody and provided services. She herself was not arrested. She was provided services. Eventually, the investigators learned the girl was in victim Ventura County on two separate occasions during the month of May, a first time when she was sex trafficked by Bess, a second time she was victimized by Joseph. And so as I'm reading this, that discovery led detectives to serve a search warrant at Joseph's Newberry Park where home where the evidence was collected in connection with and according to sheriff officials. He was arrested for his role in crime. Bess was found and arrested later in Newport, Newberry Park, where authorities spotted him with Sherman and two women allegedly involved in the city of, in prostitution in the city of Ventura. So what did we just learn there? Our little 16-year-old victim is not the only one. She is part of a ring that is doing this. Again, I don't, I don't see any connection to gangs, but I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't one in this case, that there were other other uh, victims other than the one that they are tracking. So hats off to all of these officers for working together, multiple counties in there, and finding out who was doing what where, finding the other victims. Sherman allegedly gave authorities a fake name before his true identity was determined. 
That is one of the challenges of these things. They work under fake names. They work under gang monikers. And oftentimes it's difficult because they change the girl's name, they move her around, and they change their own name or they use monikers. He was arrested on a suspicion of providing false information to a peace officer. He determined, it was determined he was also involved in pimping and trafficking one of the two women. He is now being held for those offenses. And then, oh, here we go, gang member. Sheriff officials have described Sherman as a Bakersfield gang member and Bess as a gang member from Fresno. I am not surprised. I am not surprised. I almost missed that. Hey, we're going to get into this whole sextortion kind of thing. What happens when you're a teenager and you send a picture of yourself and they charge your state agencies all the way the Supreme Court charges you with sextortion or literally child pornography distribution manufacturing and possession of your own photo of your own body and how is that changing our world so thank you for bearing with me while i share those two cases they're important to understand and use for education now we are going to take the next segment and we're going to get deep into what is happening in laws when kids send their own photo, and they are charged with pornography. I'll be right back. This is Opal Singleton. Stay with us. We're up against that break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Seduced. 
The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I want to talk today about the changes that are taking place across the nation. I have been fighting sextortion for quite a long time. I've been a real leader of that across the United States for many, many years. Part of it is because I just recently, for what it was worth, saw a a, a statistic that came out from the Center for Disease Control, and in it, it said that 18,000 kids a day, at least, are sending a naked photo across America. Since then, I've seen a University of Florida study that says 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed, and 58% of those kids go out and meet a pedophile and try to negotiate back that photo. What is an interesting thing to me is that why are our kids sending so many naked photos and, you know, what's what's the psychological process that is going on behind all this? The reason I say that is this case started for me way back when 2016. I've been doing this since about 2010, and I have massive amounts of research on this subject. This particular headline, actually it was 2015, uh, and I thought at the time, well, this will be an interesting trend, and I am known for studying technology and trends. It'll be an interesting trend, but it's kind of a one-off. But the reason I'm doing this show today is more and more states are headed this direction, and so I'm believing that this is not necessarily a one-off. So in this case, uh, the headline, North Carolina just prosecuted a teenage couple for making child porn of themselves. Now, all of these links are at millionkids.org and also exploitedcrimes.com. Exploitedcrimes.com. We put all the links on each show. If you go to listen and you'll go all the way to the bottom, you'll see this show. 
By the way, these shows are all archived at exploitedcrimes.com. You can download them. You can share them. You can replay them a thousand times if you want to. You can even get an embed code and put it on your own site if you want to. And in this case, uh, it has all of these cases that I'm talking about connected to it in the blog part of that. So North Carolina just prosecuted a teenage couple for making child porn of themselves. This is 2015, so this is not new. This is three years old. So the question was, is it possible to sexually exploit oneself? Well, certainly you can do that, and you can film it in this day and age, and you can share that out on the Internet anywhere you want. And apparently... According to Center for Disease Control, at least 18,000 kids a day are doing that. So in this story, it was a teenage North Carolina couple charged with making and distributing child pornography. They basically uh, took some photographs of themselves. And this case at the time was making a huge about uh, news uh, comments all the way to Russia. I mean, it was it was being talked about all over the world because our world of technology is changing. And now our kids, especially in 2019, can reach the entire world with their social media outreach, especially if they start doing this on live streaming and mass audience live streaming. So what happened in this case is we had a young man who was 16 years old. His name was Cormega. Copening, he was a star football player who was then 16 years old. One of the things I want to point out in this story is before it's over, Mr. Comega Copening has ruined his entire future. He apparently was quite the football player, but now he will have no future in this because of what is taking place. Uh, basically, what had happened here was they had a investigation of a possible accusation of a statutory rape involving students at Douglas Bird High School in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So, of course, the law enforcement went in there, started looking for the case of statutory rape. They did not find it. However, they did find some nude photos taken consensually by Copening and his girlfriend, Brianna Denson, who was also 16 at the time. Now, I'm reading this, and I, if you're like me, you go, wait a minute, why are they giving out their names? They're 16 years old, they're minors, and we usually don't give out the names of minors. However, what is happening here is these two teenagers are being charged as adults. So they took the phone and they started the investigation of them. And what was happening here is in North Carolina, you are considered an adult as 16 years old. And that was why they were being charged. To disseminate and receive sexually explicit text, photos, or videos, you must be over 18. So isn't this an interesting conundrum here? You are a perpetrator at 16. You can be charged as an adult. However, if you're sending a photo of yourself and you're under 18, you are sending child pornography. So you're charged as an adult at 16, but the child, but you're involved in child pornography if it's anyone under the age of 18. So they have a real loophole in that law, and that's one of the things that uh, caught my attention here. 
it's kind of a, he's trapped in what they call a legal netherworld in there. So what happened here is the felony charge meant that Copening was facing up to 10 years in prison if he was connected, and his girlfriend faced up to four, and they would be labeled as sex offenders for the rest of her life. Uh, on top of it, you know, he had transferred to another school. He was benched because of the charges. And, of course, this is being put on the news all around the world. So now legal scholars get involved. It's dysfunctional to be charged with possession of your own image, said Justin Patchen, who I've had Justin on to the show for what it's worth. Uh, and uh, he's a professor of criminal justice, University of Wisconsin. I don't think it should be a criminal offense on this. And so as it went through, uh, and everybody said how ludicrous the whole thing is, it began to take a look at uh, what is going on. Sexual activity that does not even involve another person, such as taking a sexually explicit photo of yourself, should never be a crime. In fact, Criminalizing such expression likely violates the First Amendment. That's one of the attorneys that is saying that. Child sexual exploitation laws were clearly designed to address the exploitation of children by adults, not teenagers, exploring their own sexuality or with a willing peer. And so non-consensual sexual activity, on the other hand, including creation or distribution of private sexual images, is wrong and should be a crime. This fact made no sense, according to the Supreme Court justice. So the teens are both uh, minor victims, although they're considered adult. However, they have now taken a plea deal to avoid a trial. They are literally, they could, they and their family could have spent millions of dollars in attorney fees kind of fighting this out. So both teens have taken a plea agreement in order to avoid trial. They pled guilty to a misdemeanor charge of disseminating harmful material to minors. The trouble, uh, if they stay out of trouble for a year, her record will be wiped clean. Uh, and then, you know, the debate is far from over. Now, that's like four or five years ago. Now, what you're seeing are new cases in the Supreme Court in Washington State and another one in Maryland. And as we come up against the break, I want to I want to circle back around and we're going to start to analyze these cases, because what you're starting to see is these are not one off. You're starting to see more and more states, including um, South Carolina, Utah, several other states that are starting to take a look at this and try to figure out how to deal with all of this technology because more and more of our kids, as technology advances, you're going to see more and more sextortion and you're going to see more blackmail, but you're also going to see more amateur pornography as kids will be able to commit sex acts, self-sex acts, and literally broadcast it out and even charge for it in the future. And then the next case is the victims are going to be younger and younger. So at what point is the parent going to be charged with this? So we are going down a very slippery slope with all this technology, and that is why it's such an important subject to discuss about what happens when you have a child who is self-violating and they're sending it out there. What if they're harassing an adult? What if they're harassing another minor? What if they're charging for it in there in the name of 
of amateur pornography. Where does all of this go? So this is Opal Singleton. The show has exploited crimes against humanity. It is brought to you by Million Kids, millionkids.org, and Million Kids on Facebook. I hope you will follow us, and I hope that you will uh, share this show with everyone you know. We are coming up against that hard break, folks. So I'm going to ask you to stay with us. We are going to start next talking about the case in Maryland and the case in Washington State. You stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O P A L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about what happens when a minor sends out naked photos and then they get charged for child pornography. 
the photo of themselves. And it's taken many different turns. This started for me in that case I just talked about back in 2015. This case here comes from Maryland, and it is a current case back in uh, up to 2000. In fact, it's probably June, May of 2019. So this is Maryland. They do not give you the name of the minor. Uh, she is a 16-year-old girl. They call her SK. And what it is saying is that Maryland's highest court is about to decide how this is going to be. So that tells me that it's come through the the state courts, it's gone through appellate courts, and now it's being looked at by the Maryland Supreme Court. The question is, can SK, the 16-year-old female, face child pornography charges for taking video of herself, performing a sex act, and sending it to a few of her close friends? So this is a little bit different. This isn't just a guy who takes a picture of his junk, okay? This is is a a girl who's involved in um, sex with other people that she's filmed and sent it out without their approval. This says she shared the video in which she performs consensual oral sex on an unidentified male with two close friends and fellow students who later reported her to the school resource officer, SK was the only person charged in connection with the alleged crime. So what has happened here is she's performing oral sex, and there's five people involved, and she sends a photo of that, including herself. The special court appeal upheld SK's conviction, ruling that the consensual nature of the sex act in question was irrelevant, as was the fact it was not illegal for SK to perform the act. So apparently in Maryland, you can give oral sex as some level of a minor, at least 16. Taking a video of the act and sending it to other people did constitute the distribution of child pornography. So, you know, having oral sex at 16 is not a crime, but taking pictures of it and distributing it is child pornography. The First Amendment to the United States Constitution did not protect a minor who distributed digital video file of herself engaged as a subject in consensual sexual conduct, wrote the court. So that, let me read that again in case because this is radio, you can't see it. The First Amendment to the United States Constitution did not protect conduct of a minor who distributed a digital video file of herself engaged as a subject in consensual sexual conduct. The Maryland Court of Appeals ruled ruling is expected this year. This is the equivalent of a state Supreme Court, and they've already heard the recorded arguments on there. The public defender argued that the statue in question was not intended to punish minors for being featured in pornographic materials, but rather to protect them. Punishing SK as the state has attempted to do is cruel and authoritarian. The counter-argument, the state, on the other hand, has asserted that SK needs guidance, no doubt, and that probation and a mandatory mental health evaluation were reasonable outcomes. At our initial hearing, the prosecutor said the state was not trying to prove a point in going forward with this case, but that the state believes that the respondent is in need of some guidance, rehabilitation for something deeper, and is just trying to help her get help. But her case on the distribution of child pornography was in juvenile court. The teen never 
let me let me clarify that, okay? Because her case was in juvenile court, the teen never faced a mandatory sentence or the possibility of having to register as a sex offender. She was put on probation and referred for mental health. The teen shouldn't send sexy photos to each other because they are bound to get out, cause embarrassment, or raise legal issues. No kidding. And it's something SK's parents, teachers, and school administrators could have impressed upon her without heavy-handed involvement. So basically, you have these arguments going back and forth. But what you really have is a 16-year-old that was engaged with five other people. Now, she is the one that sent the photo. So apparently, 16-year-olds giving each other oral sex is no big deal in the state of Maryland. But if you photograph it and send it, you can be charged with child pornography, even if it is the child pornography of your own sex act that you are sending as a minor. So it, giving giving the oral sex is not a problem. It's when you photograph it and send it that you get charged with child pornography. What I want to stress here, I am not giving approval to any of this. Uh, don't get me wrong. What I'm looking at is where this is going legally in the future, because all of this gets really, really complicated in what can be done and how to go about dealing with it. Now, I am very, very concerned about this. Many of you know I am trying to raise an additional $40,000 to make a documentary because our culture and our society is putting it out there for our teenagers to send the, a naked photo of themselves and others without ever thinking out what is going on. It's really a fascinating thing when I go into schools and I talk to kids and we talk about who owns the internet and where do naked photos go. It's fascinating to me that we would give very young people, and I'm talking 9, 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids who have not been through puberty, who do not know what sex is all about, who do not have adult reasoning, and we hand them a phone without explaining to them how the internet works and that there is nothing private on there. Time and time and time again, what you see is people who think that they are dealing with an absolute private system within the Internet. They think the encryption is going to save them or the chat room or the Snapchat. They get engaged in these video game chat rooms and they think that if they're sending it back and forth and it's live, that it isn't going to get them. And nothing could be further from the truth. Either one, they need to understand that when if they are a minor and they take a photo of themselves or others who are minors and you send it, that you are in fact sending child pornography. You are manufacturing child pornography if you are literally making those photos yourself. If you're sending them, you are distributing them even if it's your own body. That is how it works out there if you're a minor. And yet I hear very little instruction or dialogue by a parent. This is a fascinating thing. Many of you have maybe read my book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. And what is happening out there is literally more and more kids. About last month, for the first time in history, more than 5 billion people are now connected by Internet. This will be the way of the future, and it is not private. 
So before you put your 9, 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old kid on there, you better have a darn good, very literal sex talk with them. And if they are not old enough for your very literal sex talk, you better not be giving them a cell phone. Because I'm going to tell you, they are going to get a sex education unlike anything you're ever going to give them. And this is going to take place just as they're getting their sexual identity and their moral identity. What is so important to me and what blows me away about how hard it is to raise this $40,000 to make this documentary to educate people is how naive the parent is. Yes, I need to educate the child, but I need to educate parents. They need to understand what is going on. These kids think nothing of taking a sexual image of themselves. Many of these kids are sex-storted before they even know what masturbation is. These pedophiles, excuse me for being blunt with you, but I, you need to live in my world to understand how important this is. These pedophiles show kids how to masturbate at 10 years old because they don't know how. And they, they are way ahead of law enforcement, they're way ahead of parents, and they are way smarter than your 10-year-old child. And they will show them what to do. And this child is living in a fantasy world where they want approval. And they think there is someone on the other end that's going to think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And they're needing approval. And now we make this available in a 15-second video in TikTok. And it will go absolutely viral. I was showing a, a pastor this week. I had one teenage girl on there showing her breasts, twerking her little butt, and she had 347,000 followers. Now, what if 1% of those are pedophiles? That's literally 340,000, 34,000. That is literally 3,400 pedophiles trying to seduce this girl, saying, I'm a Hollywood talent scout. Send me more videos. And if you're showing your body and twerking on that thing, you want to be liked, and you want attention, and you want to go viral, and you're going to believe that one of those guys is a Hollywood talent scout, and you are going to send more videos. And that means you are going to make child pornography and send it out to some creep you've never met and hope and pray that you get to be famous. You may be famous, all right, but not like you think. We must have this dialogue. Well, we're coming up against this break here, folks. I want to talk about a Supreme Court case out of Washington where he was 17. He sent the nude photos to a 22-year-old woman. And yes, he is going to be a registered sex offender, even if he's a minor. That is how it is all working at this point. My name is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited Crimes and Technology. Excuse me, it's Crimes Against Humanity. That's that other show. Anyway, we ask you to stay with us. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about all the craziness that's going on legally now 
as our young people are sending out naked photos right and left of themselves. And it's starting now that in some states they are actually being charged with child pornography, manufacturing and distribution of child pornography, even though that pornography was made by themselves of their very own bodies. This headline is Washington Court Rules Teen Was Guilty of Child Porn for Sending Nude Photos of Himself. Now, this is in Teen Vogue magazine. By the way, I have very little use of them. Uh, they're they're absolutely, uh, sometimes they're the one that did the, uh, the thing about anal sex is okay and it's not really sex and you're still a virgin and on and on and on. So I'm not crazy about Teen Vogue. But it is an interesting article. Washington court rules teen was guilty of child porn for sending nude photos of himself. So what is happening in this case? And by the way, again, all of these cases are at exploitedcrimes.com. Go to listen. All of these shows, more than 150 hours of free human trafficking training is at exploitedcrimes.com. Just go all the way down. Hit listen. Go all the way down. You'll hear this show. You can share this show with anyone that you want to share it with. And uh, all the um, all the supporting cases are attached to each of those shows in the blog that goes with them. So a court just ruled. Now, this is the Supreme Court in Washington State. A court just ruled that you can be charged with child pornogra- pornography for texting nude photos of minors, even when that photo is of yourself. So they upheld a lower court ruling finding Eric Gray, he's 17 years old, guilty of distributing photos of a minor engaged in sexually explicit conduct, even though the minor in the images was him. According to court documents, Gray had sent images of his penis to a woman when he was 17 years old, which the court found to be grounds for charging him under a child pornography statute. So the stat, here's the ruling on this. The statute prohibits any person from developing or disseminating a sexually explicit image of a minor. Here, Gray sent a sexually explicit picture of himself to an adult woman. Because Gray is a person and because he sent a sexually explicit picture of himself while he was a minor, he was properly charged under the statute. Now, that's the Supreme Court ruling for the state of Washington. The court documents showed that Gray appealed the lower court after he determined that he had violated the child pornography statute. He sent a photo of his erect penis to a 22-year-old woman identified only as T.R. when he was 17. T.R. reportedly told law enforcement she had received harassing phone calls along with the text messages, all which she believed to be from Gray. He was later charged with second-degree dealing in the depictions of a minor engaged in sexually explicit conduct and telephone harassment. He was found guilty only on the first charge, not the telephone harassment. The reason Gray was found guilty of spreading child porn is the legislature can rationally decide that it needs to protect children from themselves by eliminating all child pornography, including self-produced images that were not created for commercial reasons. The court ruling also found this case is different from a case of innocent sharing of sexual images between two teenagers. The reason that they decided that was he was using them to harass a woman, and that woman happened to be an adult, and he happened to be a minor. But one of the things the court is saying here is that he is using it to harass someone, 
And whether he's a minor, it's still child pornography. So, folks, what I'm going to tell you here is that there are going to be a lot of changes that are coming up in the future. Things are going to be different because of technology. You're going to find that literally you're going to see more and more of these cases. What is disturbing to me is the easiness with which a child or a near adult is willing to photograph their penis or their private parts and send them out to others. With the onset now of mass audience live streaming, and before long you'll be able to charge on that mass audience live streaming, what you're about to find is that literally amateur pornography or the taking of your own pornographic body, even as a minor, will become one of the fastest growing activities and maybe one of the fastest growing crimes. Our society needs to catch up with this because this is happening as our kids are developing their emotional and sexual images. And we must educate them. If you are open or interested in helping subsidize the making of a video that is 45 minutes long that I can put for free in every high school in America and give to every parent to be able to share with their child, I hope you'll contact me. My name is Opal Singleton, O-P-A-L, Opal Singleton. You can write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. And if you know of a case where a child is being violated or they are being sextorted, please report that to 1-888-3737-888. In the meantime, if this work is important and valuable to you, I need you to help us and support this financially. I cannot carry it alone. I lost my husband two years ago. I was financing a lot of this myself. I cannot do that. You are not paying my salary. I work for free because I have another job. I actually have eight other jobs for what it's worth. We need to be able to raise the funding to keep all of this going so that we can educate you and educate grandparents and parents across the nation about how pedophiles work, how the Internet works, and how to keep our kids safe from predators. You can make a donation by going to www.millionkids.org, www millionkids.org and our P.O. box is on our website right there at that website if you want to mail it in or use a credit card or even make routine payments I would really really appreciate it folks I want to thank you each and every one of you that have sat through the show with us today that have listened that have shared it that care with us that will hold us up in prayer and help us be able to get this message across America we cannot do this work without you So thank you for each and every one of you that support the show, that support me personally uh, in prayer and and, uh, like that, that share the show. I'd ask you that if you uh, are willing and able that you support the show financially. In the meantime, share the show with everyone you know. Well, folks, you have a great week. We will talk to you next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. California time. This is Opal Singleton. Have a fantastic week. Take good care of your family and tell them you love them. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.